I've got a, a bad guy voice, and this is how I talk, and the, I have no real inflection. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever, assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before. I am your host, Adam Porteous, and I'm joined, as always, by Matt Smith. I'm tired as shit, man. Oh, and it ain't going to do nothing but get worse. I, I, like, here's the lay of the land. I've got, like, four deadlines this week, right? Mm-hmm. It's only Wednesday. Okay, I, I passed one today, but I still don't know because my fucking computer crashed while I was submitting the goddamn thing. <laughs> So I had to like email and say, hey, can I turn this into you guys late? Will you please accept it? It's a conference proposal, right? Mm-hmm. It should be cool, but still, like, uh, you know, I spent all fucking day working on it. Anyway, got that knocked out. Still have to like uh, do some stuff for class tomorrow, right? Got to watch uh, when we get through here. I, I was telling you before the show, I got to watch uh, Way Down East, right? Which Ooh. is a, a, a great movie, but it's it's a... 1920 D.W. Griffith film mm. uh, that that it clocks in at like two hours and 24 minutes. So a short one for him. A real short <laughs> one, right? Um, but, you know, it's great. I'm looking forward to watching it. But Jesus, man, it's getting late. I'm going to feel pretty tired. I might just have to wake up really fucking early and just watch it in the morning. Ah, uh, the old rising Griffith. We've, <laughs> all, we've, all, rising we've Griffith. all done it. Yeah, well, I mean, most people who wake up that early to watch D.W. Griffith, you know which movie they're watching. They're, they're watching The Birth of a Nation, those, those dudes. Because you know, we got to, you know. Well, because anybody up that early to watch D.W. Griffith movies is probably racist. Well, I mean, I thought that went without saying. <laughs> um, but anyway, so like, and then on top of that, right, you're coming into town tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but while you're like getting into town, I'm heading out to see uh, ACDC with Axl Rose. So, yeah! so I got that on the docket. <laughs> uh, actually, looking forward to that. Uh, I don't know if you've looked on on the YouTube uh, clips from this tour, but uh, apparently on both the Guns N' Roses tour that just wrapped up and this ACDC tour, Axl Rose has shown up to fucking do his job for once in the past twenty years. <laughs> um, so I'm pretty stoked about it. It sucks that Brian Johnson won't be there. Uh, mm-hmm. But then, like, we're going to hang out. We're going to go to the fucking uh, Dragon Con bright and early Friday morning. It's all good, Hit man. that shit early. Get get rocking and rolling, right? So much to do. So much to do, my friend. It's going to be uh, ridiculous. Yeah, I'm fucking exhausted. And then, so, and then fucking I'm tired just thinking Friday, about it. <laughs> then, then next fucking Friday, I got to defend my dissertation prospectus in the morning. So, like, it's just, like, deadline after deadline. And somewhere in here, I've got to fucking write two articles that are one that's been due uh, for a couple weeks now uh, that, I, that I've been given some leniency on. Um, but I'm really fucking starting to push it at this point. And one that's not due until October. But, Jesus, I got to get going on it. Are you starting to push it real good? Oh, baby, 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 baby. Yes. Good. Real good. Uh, Oh, you know what I did this week that was fun in class? And uh, I highly recommend it to anyone who teaches college kids uh, anything related to media, which may only be like two other people that listen to this fucking thing. Hey, that's half the audience. (laughs) But but, uh, 
I, I, I was teaching them like about early cinema and how, how it's all about uh, like the earliest films, right, are all about presentation. They're exhibition, mm -hmm. right, uh, like showing. There's not a fucking story to them. Here's a train. Enjoy yourself, and we're yeah. done. Right, and there's there's something great about all of that shit. Like mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not naysaying, right? This is this is uh, Tom Gunning calls this the cinema of attractions. That's the essay I was teaching them. But you know what? Uh, what helps hammer that fucking point home, and also makes all the dudes in your class uncomfortable, and it's funny as fuck. Oh, what's this? Show them the video to Untitled by D'Angelo. Where you remember that video? Where it's oh, just, we're, we're, we're where like we're just D'Angelo's naked fucking body. We're just on the precipice of seeing cock. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and then of course, like you know, like like all other movies uh, from from the early uh, uh, period, you you like ask them like, okay, well, what's the presentation here, right? Mm -hmm. And you make them say it, and, and then you're like, okay, well, it, since there's not a story, what is this? What is this movie wanting us to like ask? What's the central driving question of this film? <laughs> and the question is, like, are we going to see fucking Beanpole? Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah. Right? Like, like, because even if you're not gay, like, you're immediately just drawn to that fucking guy's abs and Adonis belt. Like, is there going to be dick in this? It points you right to it. Is it going to be dick? Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, I did that this week, and that was fun. That's always a fun one to show. Uh, I like them better in CD form. This is awkward. <laughs> yeah, well, well, when I tell everybody, like, you know, like, uh, you guys are just going to have to deal with this because this is not the gayest thing we're going to watch this <laughs> This is light. <laughs> it, it is. It's, it's homoerotic compared to gay, and we will get into full-on gay territory in about three weeks. Bring That's it. That's why I tell them. Bring <laughs> it. So prepare uh, thyself. Have you been now. watching anything, Adam? I think I think we both went to see movies that the other one did not see. We did, but we're not going to talk about those yet because but we have. But we, I, I imagine you saw other things. We did. I, I've seen other things. We have got lots of things, but we're those things. Those things will have to wait, Matt. Oh, we have an email. Oh, what is this thing? Years and years we've been doing this yeah. show, and all of a sudden, like every episode, we got an email now. It's weird, Thanks, guys. It's weird. We love I, it. I obviously have not adjusted uh, enough to not just ask Adam what the fuck. Hey, do we have any emails? It's because because like after like you know forty episodes, it would have just been for Christ's sake, stop asking. They never come. <laughs> yeah, but now they do. Well, good. So what, what's the, what's this week's email basket about? Uh, this one's called B Lucy movie. I don't know why she wrote it like this. Maybe I'm just stupid, but hey, whatever. Hey, guys, love all your podcasts. Film Fine, Hear Movie Podcast, and Preacher Podcast. I'm totally a fan lady. I say lady because I'm 30, no longer a girl. <laughs> Winky smiley face with a tongue out. Uh-huh. Uh, Sounds like it. Which tells, I'm just yeah, kidding. Which tells me that... <laughs> I'm just picking. Yes. I sign things with fucking winky faces all the goddamn time. Yeah, talk about gay. Uh, <laughs> and they're all to me. That's what the weird part is. Uh, all, <laughs> anyways, uh, you guys, have you guys heard anything about the John Belushi biopic that started that's uh, starring the kid from the Wild uh, movie uh, where he's starved to death? I think uh, Emil Hirsch. Yeah, isn't that him? I've not heard about this. What's I don't it? know. Uh, so I forgot the movie or or, or <laughs> the movie's name and his name. Well, that doesn't help us, does it? Uh, his name is uh, Eli something. I think it's Emil Hirsch. I, if, if, yeah, if Emil members. Hirsch was in uh, that. You know, he played the guy who went and died in the. Yeah, yeah, he played. Yeah, exactly. The the uh, the wilderness gentleman. Yeah. 
The guy who wasn't Cheryl Strait. True. Uh, so I'm a huge Belushi fan and have been since I was a kid. I wonder if you had heard anything. I haven't heard anything about this. The only other kind of like comedian biopic sort of thing that I'd heard for a while, which was pretty good, was the, um, oh, fuck it, the Sam Kennison biopic from way back when. Oh, yeah. And that, that was on that was on for a while, and then it was off, and, you know, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd not heard of any Belushi biopic. Well, I'm going to look up Emil Hirsch and see what's going on, if there's anything listed. Let's see. I'll have to say on. this. Knowing what I know of Emil Hirsch, he's going to have to gain a lot of weight for this movie. I mean, is he just on a steady diet of Twinkies and, you know, little chocolate donuts at this point in order to... Uh, well, he, w- he was in a movie called Just Jim last year. Is that a Jim Belushi Oh. Just, I'm just kidding. It's not. <laughs> no one's asking for a Jim Belushi biopic. When's uh, that new Jim Belushi biopic coming in? The kids can't get enough of them. Yeah, I don't. I don't see one listed on his upcoming projects. Although that doesn't mean that it's not out there. Let's see if if the uh, the Google Ether brings it up. Mm-hmm. The Google Ether. Anyways, I'll read another email while you're looking for yeah, that. Yeah, while you're doing that, let me uh, do this boring stuff. you got to read this that. This one's from Mo. Hey, guys. I, uh, as uh, stated before, very new to the podcast. I uh, found you from the Preacher Podcast, but heard you speaking about silent films. Speaking of uh, old D.W. Griffith there. Oh, shit. And have not quite figured out the uh, reference point, except that Matt teaches uh, maybe film history. Elaborate on that for half a second for the folks. Wait, what? Jesus Christ. What uh, am I elaborating on? I'm sorry. I was what, looking up. What you teach. Oh, uh, I, I teach kind of all over the place uh, media-wise. So, so what I do and research is, uh, is media history, um, not just film or television, but kind of like uh, the history of technologies, the history of uh, uh, the occult. Uh, I was trained as like a social historian, um, and so I'm really interested in that. What I teach uh, predominantly because of how our American systems are set up, uh, for grad students particularly who are teaching courses, uh, is that I mostly teach film history. But I've also taught courses in um, media industries studies, which is like how you research the industrial practices and, and the industries themselves. So like fucking business uh aspects and things like that how how nerd itself uh (laughs) and uh i've taught courses on the horror film Mm -hmm. uh as a genre um and that's it right now uh but that that's what i do is that i think that's elaborate enough that's that's pretty elaborate that's good uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, Mo, Mo continues. I live in Houston, and a couple of years ago, they showed a bunch of Alfred Hitchcock's silent film work at the Museum of Fine Arts. Houston. Oh yeah, that's good shit. Uh, they brought in a piano player from New York City to play along with the film, as it was an, uh, it was an amazing experience. I guess I'm wondering if something uh, like this uh, moves from city to city, like an exhibit. I wish it would. Uh, um, re- really enjoy your uh, discussions, uh, Mo Fabo. A couple corrections. Mo is short for Maureen, which we have now found out. So I am a girl, which is which is rare for awesome. pod, you know, for all of our shows. Really, uh, so, two I don't ladies, know that I don't know that anything like that uh, travels around, but I do know um, like several universities. So uh, if you're in Houston, perhaps the major like if there's a film program there i don't know actually because like the like austin tends to dominate that state as far as uh film uh film studies goes as well 
um, as production work. Uh, but um, most major universities will have some sort of film program uh, where pe- like the, the department will be showing films, uh, sometimes uh, open to the public. And I know that, uh, for example, like Emory University here in Atlanta, every year hosts at least one screening of a silent film with a uh, live accompaniment. And, um, also, uh, like there's a great, um, film festival in San Francisco, uh, which I know is a hike, but, uh, it's, it's the San Francisco silent film festival. And, uh, that thing is excellent. It's been, uh, held there, uh, every year since 1996 at the Castro, mm. which is a gorgeous theater. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Famed. And, and it's the largest silent film festival in the U S yeah, so. there should be more stuff like this, man. And and you know, and like you said, uh, you know, the Alamo guys do like a travel and road show stuff every now and then, and like uh, like doing movies in like the venues with which they take place, mm-hmm. Devil's Peak, Martha's Vineyard, and shit like that. Yeah, um, and uh, I yeah, I think there's a lot of things that... like uh, I know Charlotte does a couple like uh, you know like the film series and stuff. They'll do like things from time to time documentaries and you know at the at the at the university or at a uh art exhibit place or some such yeah well so i know that um like one of the guys that does this and travels around uh is a guy named um oh shit what's his last name donald Pleasance. donald sosin donald sosin s-o-s-i-n mm-hmm and uh, he's done scores that are on some of the like Kino Lorber DVDs and things like that. So he's a fancy um, pants. And uh, he's he's amazing to see live. Uh, so I'm wondering if that's who uh, Mo saw in Houston as Maybe. well. Maybe. Uh, and Mo also wrote another email. And of course, we just found out today, man. Stranger Things uh, renewed for season two, man. Yes, indeed. Can't believe it took this long for them to announce it. I'm surprised that it took them this long, but uh, they got a you know they got to tiptoe around it, build, make it official, build it's that like hype. How, well, you know, it, it took them forever to tell us that uh, to officially announce that Luke Cage was a thing, even though like we knew it was already in production immediately after Jessica Jones. This much is true. So I don't know. Anyway, what what does Mo say about it? Uh, just looking forward to it and all that kind of good stuff. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. And I really do still want to do stuff. I've got to figure out my fucking schedule first. Uh, but I do want to take a deeper dive into that show. Cool, cool. Uh, let's see. So other things that we've been watching. Let's get into some regular stuff. Um, I happen to um, watch, uh, believe it or not, two Adam Carolla movies this weekend. Uh, one was his uh, documentary, uh, The Winning Life of Paul Newman, about uh, Paul Newman's racing career. A lot of people know Paul Newman as the actor, uh, but don't realize a lot in his later life that he became uh, more so of a, a race car driver than an actual uh, you know, actor. Did more of that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, really interesting. Done really well. Um, it, for those of you that may not be familiar with that bit of uh, Paul Newman's life and everything, it's, it's a real interesting thing. And it just... Everything about that dude just—he was just the nicest guy. Just help people out. There's a uh, there's a guy he helped kind of out, like you know, a young black driver named Willie T. Ribs, and uh, which Adam Curl's next documentary I think is actually going to be about that guy. 
who became like you know the first I think I think he was like the first black indie car driver. But it was a lot of it was due to Paul Newman's recommendation to this team of like, hey, you're looking for a guy. This is the guy that you want right here and stuff. So you know he was very instrumental in getting that guy's career off the ground. And like I mean, and he was just like an amazing racer and everything that he did. Uh, but it just shows. I mean, there's a lot of great interviews from everybody from you know Retford and you know you name it. But uh, it's it's good. It's a really interesting documentary about a time and a uh, and a bit of Paul Newman's life that perhaps maybe a lot of people don't really know about. Uh, watched his other uh, movie, uh, Road Hard, which is fine. I mean, uh-huh. I, I know a lot of the guy's actual, like, you know, kind of stories and stuff. I listen enough to the podcast to where, you know, I see a lot of the things in there. I'm like, oh, well, he's talked about, like, these things, or it's been kind of a like a running story and whatnot is, that he's thrown it- into a movie. Is there a scene in Road Hard where Adam Carolla uh, complains incessantly about comic books? No, sadly not. Okay, that's sad because that's a thing he does frequently. Yeah, and I would really, (laughs) I just would love to, because I I love when they do uh, like nerd walking on his podcast where it's just like, hey, we're going to go up to nerds and ask them a lot, like questions dudes should know. I know the majority of the fucking answers. It's just like, we're not all just basement dwelling fuckheads. You know what I mean? I, like, some of us are smart. Some of us know a little bit about cars, a little bit about, you know, this, that, and the other. You know, I'm, I'm a, I would like to think I'm a pretty well-rounded person. I, I always like to say I'm pretty much jack-of-all-trades, master of none. I can do a little bit of stuff. Like, I can play a little bit of guitar. I can draw a little bit. I can, you know... You're a little bit of a beast master. Only the ferrets come to you. This is true. I mean, you know, like, come to me while looking oversized rats, and they do so, and it's great. But, you know... but. I don't know. It's just like, that's the one thing that bugs me. And it's just like, dude, we're all nerds about fucking something. You're a nerd about cars. You know, that's, that's his fucking bag. And it's just like, you know, I could come after you the same way you go after comic book guys. I could go after you about cars. So, and racing and shit. It's like, it's, it's all just whatever anybody's bag is anybody's bag, man. I've gotten to a point where I've just like, I let, like, even if it's shit, I don't fucking get. Like, I, I don't fucking care, you know? And I, and I love that people love the shit that they love. Like, I listen to my boys over at, like, uh, Trick or Treat Radio and stuff, and they, like, they'll get into, like, wrestling talk, and I could give two fucking shits about wrestling. But you know what? They, like, like hearing nerds, hearing people that love the shit that they love talk about it, that's what, like, that excites me. I like yeah. hearing about, I love hearing about people talk passionately about the stuff that they like, even if it's something that I don't really even get or care about, you know? So it's it, you know it's different strokes for different folks, man. Mm-hmm. And I you know I would like I, I I could do the same thing with him. I could be like, okay, well here's a couple of comic book things that you don't fucking know about, or here's a couple of movie things that you don't fucking know about. It's just called you know you can do that to anybody about anything. So just you know lighten up. <laughs> but ah. decent enough movies, decent enough movies. The documentary though is really good, and I I'm looking forward to see what more stuff that he kind of does in the documentary world versus the. Uh, 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 the narrative film world because you know uh, Road Hard was fine, The Hammer was fine. I don't, you know, nothing to really write home about. I mean, I yeah, wouldn't... none of them are dirty work. So. Yeah, yeah, this is true. None of them are dirty work. Uh, but I will I'm not even shit talking. I love dirty work. <laughs> Why are there so many whores in the trunks? Well, you know what? You know what? My favorite, one of my favorite bits on that movie is. <laughs> it's been a while. Is, uh, well, it's it's when Norm Macdonald. You remember he like uh, he he gets raped at one point, right? And uh, he he comes like you don't see anything happen, but he comes back on on camera. He wa- he just walks back and he's like like picking up his pants, like uh, ho- like looping his belt, mm-hmm. and uh, he just goes, "What was that?" 
ridiculous. <laughs> Just ridiculous. And that, that was the whole mention of it. And I think that's one of the funniest things in that fucking movie. All because of, like, what makes that movie great is Norm MacDonald's delivery. Which is why any anything with Norm McDonald. Yeah, because it's just that very specific Norm McDonald yeah, thing that ridiculous. nobody else has. Just ridiculous. I don't even know. <laughs> what was that? What What was uh, that about? I got. I think. I, I think I got raped. <laughs> no. 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 We. No. Not even mentioning the R word. What? Nothing. It's. It was just. What, what? was that? <laughs> ridiculous. Ah, moving on. <laughs> Uh, speaking of other comedians uh, do, getting into uh, narrative work and film work, ooh, look uh -huh. at that fucking transition. Not too bad. Uh, I saw the new movie. Uh, I think I, I would, if I'm not mistaken, at least narratively, the uh, debut for uh, Mike Birbiglia with uh, Don't Think Twice. Uh, Although it wasn't his uh, uh, sleepwalk with me partially narrative I don't know. Like, I'll be honest. I saw it, and I can't really remember, like, how, because all of that period of Mike Burbiglia like blurs together. See, I was like, I was a big, big Burbiglia fan, like, at kind of the beginning of his career and everything. Uh huh. And you know, it's gonna sound douchey of me, but when he got into kind of <laughs> when he got into the NPR phase, I tuned out. When he kind of like started buddying with Ira Glass, and not that I got anything against it, it's just. I, I don't know. Just that era of his kind of work just kind of disinterested me a little bit. I don't know why. I mean, because uh -huh. it's basically the same stuff, but uh, maybe it's, it's just like when when Jim Gaffigan just started talking about only his family. Yeah, I mean, you know, I but it's I'm like okay, whatever. <laughs> just kidding. I, look, I like Jim Gaffigan still, but Jeez. I, look, I don't know what I do too. I can't see your I fucking face, man. I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking that all comedy is shit. It is. That's uh, what I think. But no, man, this movie is to, good. To quote Norm MacDonald, this show is shit. What we do is shit. It's all shit. Anyway, uh, the movie is good. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, so Don't Think Twice is about a uh, a comedy improv group. And let me tell you something. I fucking hate improv. <laughs> as a, a lot of it is shit. As <laughs> a guy who's done stand-up, um, here's, here's the order. Stand-up, sketch, and then improv's at the bottom. And well, ventriloquism's underneath that, but <laughs> but what about stand-up ventriloquism? Yeah, give me an example. If you say Jeff Dunham, I'm reaching through the internet, choking you. Are there other examples? I don't. The, the, well, there's that one guy who did the America's Got Talent, who apparently people like enjoy him. Who who actually, from what I hear, don't ask me why I know this stuff, but is like because is you secretly like it. No, God, no. Mm -hmm. I did watch a I did watch a ventriloquism documentary about two three years ago, um, but who's actually considered like a better like ventriloquist? Because I mean, even Jeff Dunham says like, look, man, I fucking move my lips, so you know, it's just like it's just about whatever I do, and people seem to you know respond to it. Uh, but I don't care for improv. Is my is my point, um, and you care. I, I he made me care about improv. Uh, visational people and that just is gross uh so but it stars it stars for bigly himself uh and the big standouts though of course he's great in everything he does is keegan michael key like he really he puts in a great performance here as does uh gillian jacobs both of them are really the stars of this Birbiglia is is a star but he kind of is a little bit in the in the uh um, you know, background there and everything and then there's a couple other players and stuff as well but those are kind of the two main stars uh, I, I really like the world this is living in. I I, I know a lot of it because I've seen it. The uh, like the only part that's not realistic is 
these are packed out improv shows <laughs> at the theater that they're doing. But their theater's kind of like shutting down and everything, and they're having to find another place to go. But like a lot of improvers and everything in New York City, they're really trying to, you know, just get further on in their career. And right. there's, a, there's a show that's ostensibly, uh, you know, SNL that they're all trying to get on and everything. And then, uh, you know, members of the group, uh, you know, get called auditions. Fridays? <laughs> it's not called Friday, sadly. It's called like week weekend, late, late week. I forget what the fuck it's called. It's, it's SNL. I mean, you're there's like, even the intro late is very sa- late Saturdays last week, late Saturdays last week. I mean, I mean the guy, the guy who's doing the intro for it. Cause they show it on TV has just sounds exactly like Don Pardo mm, weekend this week and everything. Yeah. Um, so it's, fucking clearly that uh but it's good it's about people that are you know kind of getting on in their age and everything and really have to sit back and go is this something that i want to do um the kind of perils of you know sort of fame you know a little bit because you know the character one of the characters actually gets on the show and how they kind of interact with each other you know uh, friendships and it's it's good I don't want to go too much into what the actual story is because it's it's fun to actually watch it unfold as it does. Uh, but yeah, Keegan Michael Key and, and Gillian Jacobs do a really really good job. The both of them, I mean, they're very. I mean, they play a couple in it. Uh, their relationship is very believable. They they as characters are very believable. Uh, but I would highly highly recommend this thing. I mean, I think it's like at ninety nine fucking percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and that's unheard of for a comedy. Yeah, I, if if I could have swung it, I was gonna g- try to go see it at the indie theater here. Yeah, definitely definitely worth a watch and everything. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's about an hour and a half, but like seems like it's just the perfect length and everything. Uh-huh. Uh But it it's funny. It's uh, there's some kind of like you know, I want to say sad, but kind of you know, touching moments, if you will. But it's good. It's a, it's it's a it's a very decent flick. I enjoyed it. Well, we're right on. What do you got on the docket? Uh, I went to go see a shitty movie. <laughs> uh, okay, so it's not shit, but it's shit in like an okay way. Okay. okay? So uh, I went to go see Mechanic Resurrection, uh, which is a sequel to a movie I never thought would have a fucking sequel. <laughs> and also has a stupid fucking name because uh, it's not like the mechanic died in that one. I don't re- I don't remember him dying in any fucking case. Um, the mechanic However, goes all Jesus uh, on you. So we've got mechanic resurrection, Jason Statham back from the dead. We resurrected this shitty fucking quote-unquote franchise that was never uh-huh. meant to be a franchise. Uh, yeah. Probably. Well, I mean, the, the first movie's all right. It's directed by Simon West, and uh, it was like right after that that he ended up uh, getting some decent directing jobs again. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Bay ripoff kind of artist, so to speak. I mean, he's, he's good enough for what he does, but, you know, Con Air, that kind of jazz. Well... Well, yeah, right, but like Con Air's fucking great. Oh, Con Air's a blast. Um uh on top of that, like uh he he he's done some really good shit, man. Um like uh, I mean he like okay, so the mechanic, uh his last one with Jason Statham was actually really good. I think I talked about it on this show uh last year sometime, uh called Wild Card. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. one's pretty fucking good, right? Um, but, uh, but yeah, right. Like, uh, you know, Simon West, whatever. He's a serviceable uh, enough guy. You, 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 he's you need a serviceable a... action director. Yeah. Expendables too. Right. That sort of stuff. Um, uh, this one is, uh, not even by anybody that I would recognize. Let me, I'm going to pull this up. I'm actually going to look at this shit while I'm talking about it. Um, this, this is directed by Dennis Gansell, mm-hmm. who, uh, 
is German. And uh, holy shit, he's directed good movies, and this one is not one. <laughs> so, so a few years back, he directed this badass, uh, and by a few years, I mean it's like 2010 now. Uh, <laughs> he directed this pretty badass uh, vampire film called We Are the Night. Which uh, has uh, Germany's best fucking actress. I mean, uh, really like one of the best actresses that we have on planet Earth. Um, And she basically just does German language cinema. uh, Nina Haas. Um, Anyway, he directed that movie. Now he's here. He's making uh, Mechanic Resurrection, which is a shitty sequel to uh, an okay movie. Uh, This one... In this one, Jason Statham has the most convoluted fucking uh, plot you could ever imagine <laughs> like like the whole reason it exists is so you could see jason statham doing cool shit yeah. which is fine right that's why i'm saying like this movie's okay uh, as a shitty movie but it's a shitty movie um because i like watching jason statham do cool shit mm-hmm. um but basically what happens is uh he he falls in love with this uh this woman played by jessica alba of all people in need of a comeback and um <laughs> we pulled the we, we we searched and we found the bottom of the barrel and there lies jessica alba well well, it gets weirder, this fucking cast, okay? So Jessica Alba is, like, his love interest. and Because um, the 30-year g- difference doesn't make any difference, but go ahead. They're not that old. He's not that much older. It's at least it's at least 15, bare minimum, right? Uh, pro- you're probably right, right? Okay, uh, Jason Statham is 50 next year, okay. right? 67? Yes. Um, she 81, so, you know, so pushing she- 15. Yeah. Okay. Uh, good call. Yeah. Good call, Adam. Um, anyway, love of his fucking life, right? Gets kidnapped by uh, some, you know, British guy who talks like this. Mm-hmm. I've I've got a, a bad guy voice, and this is how I talk, and the, I have no real inflection. That sort of shit. Right. Because um, that's how, like, Euro bad guys talk, but specifically British ones. And um, uh, and in order for for him to get her back, he has to assassinate three people. for this guy and he goes about doing that until he gets to the third one and he goes uh hey wait a minute i've got to assassinate this third person and uh i don't want to because that means that uh i can't i can't pull one over on this other fucker that's got the love of my life jessica alba all all, uh hooked up to get a conscience by number three (laughs) well it's not a conscience it's more like strategy right so uh and and honestly i think that the change of heart has more to do with who's cast in the part than the actual human being uh so so the reason you know this person's not going to die is because uh at the very end of the movie they show up they're the third person he's supposed to kill for this uh douchebag Mm -hmm. and it's uh it's tommy lee jones um, oh, I remember in the dressed, trailer. Yeah, dressed all like like he's fucking forty and a douchebag. That's uh, like the only reason that I kind of wanted to see this was just like when I saw him in there because Tommy Lee Jones in the last fucking like five movies we've seen him in has just been old grizzled ass Tommy Lee Jones who looks exactly the fucking same. Right, and well, this he, is like off the fucking charts. Well, he uh, he still looks old and grizzled, but they've given him like a really short uh haircut and he's got a little soul patch he's got a big and, soul patch and the, and those fucking uh those those fucking uh circle like a uh, round john lennon glasses uh, blue tinted uh john lennon glasses yeah. like uh like luke basson would put characters in all the fucking time right um wearing fucking hawaiian uh, shirts and shit or whatever the fuck it is yeah right and, uh, and, and anyway, so like they they pal up, and then uh, they say Jessica Alba or some shit, and 
Jason Statham fakes his death, which may or may not have been the ending of the mechanic, which might be why this is called Resurrection, mm-hmm. but I don't remember. Resurrection quite 2, it was, Electric Boogaloo. It's a long time ago, that, that movie, 2011. Um, Jeez. But here, here's the other weird thing. Michelle Yeoh is in this movie for no fucking reason. I cannot, for the life of me, figure out why Michelle Yeoh is in this. Hmm. But she's here. Does she fight a lot of people at least? Uh, there's like one scene where she kind of is involved with nothing. Hmm. It's weird. Uh, so that's the movie I watched, Mechanic Resurrection. Uh, don't bother with it. Um, I imagine there's probably a... Like, look, I like shitty action movies, okay? Yeah. Like, I... Like, I will sit down with a beer and watch whatever Jean-Claude Van Damme just dumped out on Redbox, okay? I will do that. If that's your bag, Mechanic Resurrection will work for you. It's still terrible, but you got a beer. Yeah. Okay? Uh, That's where I stand on it. Don't waste your money on it. Not even if it's five bucks at a matinee. (laughs) You seen that interview where uh, Van Damme breaks down? Uh, Is it recent? Yeah, it's pretty recent. Yes. Where he's just like, you know, everybody's been asking me the same questions for the last 30 years. It's called, you haven't done anything interesting in the last 30 years. That's why people are asking you the same questions. Well, I mean, by and large. It's just like, people ask me the same shit all the time. It's just called... Nah, he's in the right. Mm. People, people, I think if you're going to be interviewing somebody, you should at least know that they've fucking not been doing dick. That's, I mean, look, he's done stuff, but let's be honest. Most of it's just universal straight to fucking video shit. That's just like, yeah, we want to talk about your glory days because, frankly, you Yeah, ha- but you know who else is doing all that shit? Literally every other working actor. And not even working actor. Big fucking stars. Bruce Willis had five fucking direct-to-video movies last year. Bruce Willis. It is really right? weird, the fucking straight-to-video shit that we got, isn't it? God, well, it's that's because so that's what it is, right? That's the fucking market now. Yeah. Like, the, the theatrical market is not there for shit, right? Like, John Malkovich, most of his shit, direct-to-video these days, right? Yeah, he was never a big star, but it used to be if he was in your fucking movie, it was because it was a bigger movie, and he was going to get, like, or it was a really small movie, and he was still going to get played in the fucking indie theater. Yeah. But now that shit don't even happen. So I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm just saying. Like, uh, I think there's still a tendency to poo-poo the DTV market, but I also think that's just the fucking system we live in uh, at this point. Uh, like, DTV is where where the shit is, and uh, I mean that not figuratively or or in any real sense. I'm just saying, like, everybody's putting shit out there, yeah. uh, and some of it's really fucking good. Um, but I think that if that's your attitude that, uh, like, oh, you've been doing a bunch of direct to video shit and I haven't done my fucking homework, uh, then you deserve not only to have him get pissed off at your interview and, and, uh, yell at you, but you also deserve to much like the dude in cyborg get fucking roundhouse kicked to the goddamn face. I will say this though. I think part of his also thing was, is that, and this is the case having worked in news, I know this, um, He's doing a lot of these interviews and stuff, and yes. he just keeps asking, getting, he is getting asked the same questions over and over. It's called, that also is part of your job. But the big thing from what it looked like in those interviews is he's like, I can't see what these people are doing. And yeah. like, I think that was a big problem for him is that visually he could not look at the hosts that were talking to him. All he's got is an IFB in, and he's staring into the lens of a camera and has to answer questions. And I think, yeah, I think that probably right. bothered him more than anything else. And then by the time that he was asked the same question from, you know, a local affiliate, you know, 87, then it, yeah, then it flips his lid. I can't blame him, but, you know. Uh huh. Anyway, let's get into the movies. 
Yeah, let's talk about some stuff. We- uh, so we got two movies to, uh, today. Uh, the first one uh, is here is the trailer for uh, Hands of Stone. I've trained more world champs than anyone else in boxing history. And I haven't stepped into a ring for more than a decade. In 66 seconds, Roberto Duran changed my life. I want you to meet the best trainer in the history of boxing, Ray Arcel. I don't need no advice from America. I know. He grew up in the streets, fought everything, hating everybody. He's wild. You can help him, Ray. You can make him a champ. Slow down. Then go. You can't knock a prende. The Rand right should fight no one but me. I don't lose. You put God in the ring and I will beat him. And now, Sugar Ray landed. He's running in circles around you. my life. I didn't have any food when I was a kid. I'm hungry. I don't want to be hungry anymore. No mas. He needs to come back. Roberto Duran, the man with the hands of stone. We are in for a serious fight. That's it. That's it. That was a trailer for Hands of Stone, our first new release review of this week. IMDb plotline: The legendary Robert De- uh, Roberto Duran, Robert De Niro's in it. That's why I just uh, got the R in the, the legendary Robert De Niro. The legendary Robert De Niro stars in this Not film. Untrue statement. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, exactly. The legendary Roberto Duran and his equally legendary trainer partner. Ray, or trainer, Ray Assel, uh, change each other's lives. That's a really shitty IMDb plot line. Uh, this is written and directed by Jonathan Jacobowitz. I'm sure that's pretty good. Uh, starring Edgar Ramirez, Usher Raymond, Robert De Niro, Ruben Blades. Love, God damn, I love Ruben Blades' name. That is just like, that is just such a badass name. <laughs> Uh, Anna de Armas. I don't. I don't know who. I don't, Anna de Armas, who you were just talking about like two weeks ago, wanting to fucking oh, see more of on screen. Oh there you are. my goodness! Or last week, even right? War Dogs it was last fucking. Was week. that what she? Okay. Yeah, she was Miles Teller's wife. Oh, I, I was look, telling you, she's in Knock Knock. God Almighty! But yeah. So this is pretty much like my my new movie girlfriend. She is God Almighty. Woo. And of course, Reggie. And she's fucking good. She's and yeah, she's she's actually a really good actress too. She gets to spread her wings a little bit more in this one too. Uh, also but she, true. But she's she, yeah, she's really good. And of course, one of our favorites, Reg Reg E. Kathy, <laughs> John Turturro, Ellen Barkin. This is this got a fucking stellar ass cast, man. Yes. Um, did not make a uh, splash at the box office. Opened up at number sixteen. God Almighty. Yeah, and and not just not just at sixteen, like. The next one in line at 15 was Star Trek Beyond. Yeah. 
2.26 million was for Star Trek. Hands of Stone was 1.75. Yowza. So it was a significant difference. Uh, it opened like lower than the Obama movie. Yeah. And which yeah. was on a comparable amount of screens by, by over a thousand dollars. People are not going to the movies this week or, or by really over a million dollars in the past month, really outside of uh, going to see suicide squads. No. Nobody's really seen a whole hell of a lot. Well, except for this week, they showed up to see one movie. Yeah. We'll it's talk. the next one we're going to we'll talk, talk about. We'll talk about that one. But even, well, I mean, budgetary wise, I mean, they did fine there, but, so no one showed no, no no one showed up to see this and um I I I don't know why I just don't think it was advertised very well maybe or maybe it's not at the right time of year I don't know it's all, why well it also didn't open wide I don't know if you noticed but Hands mm-hmm. of Stone uh, so it only opened in 810 theaters oh really okay and from what I could tell it looked like it was exclusively in Regal locations no I saw it in an AMC so huh well maybe it's by market then hmm. But, but every theater here that's showing it pretty much is is a regal. Odd. And so yeah, like I had to go out of my way to fucking find it. Well, um, so I mean, it's a, it's a story about uh, about a boxer who um, you know kind of grows up in in Panama, just kind of a real poor kid and everything, and then works his way up to uh, becoming you know world champ fighting you know Sugar Ray Leonard. Yeah. And, and it's true. It's all real. Mm-hmm. Fucking Roberto Duran was like a major fucking sports figure. Uh, he did all the shit. Uh, I enjoyed this movie, quite honestly. Um, it. I don't think that it's, uh, it's perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but I think if you're a fan of the genre, if you like some of the actors, I mean, like, the acting is tremendous in this movie. Yeah, right? the acting uh, from everybody. Even De Niro, like doesn't like just phone it in and he he's just, he literally all he has to do is sit there and play an old dude mm-hmm. and he he still like does his fucking job no he's he he really delivers on this because there's there's a couple de niro flicks lately where it has felt like he's kind of phoned in a little bit but this this he he's really coming at it with it man and and here's the deal this is this is uh you know distributed by the weinstein so i i think they thought this was going to be bigger than it was and then like I, it probably I don't didn't know test that they super do. well i think I think the Weinstein strategy at this point is to like minimize uh, expectations at the box office, and then really just push for like video and and uh, streaming and downloads and shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I I've lost track of what their kind of game plan is with stuff because it's it's very elusive to me. It's it's not like it's not the days of yore. No, for sure. No, no, no. I mean, they're not Miramax anymore, right? Yeah, clearly. Uh, but no, every, everybody's really good in this. The big thing is, is that I, th- I think a lot of people have to come into um, into this movie with their head around. Is this, in a way, is a lot like another R- Robert De Niro movie, Raging Bull? In most of these people aren't the best of people. No, I mean, like uh, a big part of this is is, is Duran's um, like struggles with his own volatility. Mm-hmm. And his identity as as a Panamanian. In fact, like one of the things I found really intriguing about the film was how it weaves Panamanian politics of the of the sixties and seventies throughout the movie. Uh, I found that really intriguing, actually. Yeah, and that that was done quite well to kind of show the struggle of the country and his kind of struggle of of you know kind of being accepted, being brought in, and everything. The biggest part problem that I have with this movie mm-hmm. is that. 
I don't think the boxing is shot tremendously well. No, although some of them are pretty interestingly shot, right? Yeah, oh, so they like, look pretty in a lot of times, but it's but, not but I also, well done. Like, uh, yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm just saying there are certain moments, though, where I, where I like watching a match and you're just like, oh, I actually like this full zoom out to like you can barely even see them in the fucking ring. Mm-hmm. Like those kinds of shots. I was like, I don't recall seeing this in a boxing movie. The closest uh, I think we've gotten to something like that is maybe in The Fighter. But that's only because uh, what they're doing in that movie is replicating the HBO camera angles. Right. And and shooting on video, right? Um, But here, right, like in the middle of the fucking fight, uh, the camera will just like do these swoops like completely around the fucking ring and and i thought that stuff looked really great actually yeah there's there's i mean like and that's the that's the tough part because like you can pick and choose good stuff there like there are there is some really great really kind of you know masterfully done stuff but then there's just so much just really in tight and super quick editing that just makes me seem like it it feels like he didn't really uh, trust himself enough or maybe they weren't trained well enough to really Uh pull off what the, uh, you know a good looking fight yeah that might be might be true yeah that's that's the toughest part for me because it's just like i i'm getting a sense of the fight but i'm not watching the fight right i feel what's going on i get a vibe of what's happening there but you don't see it as well as you want and that's what's frustrating is that when you do get to those you know those nice swooping kind of almost vista esque you know kind of shots and everything you go oh wow this looks really good i hope we kind of and then it's just back into like real tight shots that are like that are just like cut 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 and that's fucking annoying uh-huh. But I mean it but I mean that's a it's a small quibble but I mean because it's it's an enjoyable film if you can get over the fact and I know some people won't but you're not going to have your traditional sort of hero in this. Roberto Duran is not really a guy that you're just going to be cheering for every moment. He's not a rocky. He's kind of a douchebag. He's he's got a lot of he's got a lot of problems. And 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 kind of everybody does. <laughs> really. Yeah. Nobody's nobody's really blameless or innocent. You don't just kind of go like, "Ooh, I'm really rooting for this person." <laughs> but, yeah. But but it's but it's but it's well done. It's 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 pretty well done, and I I think people will probably like I said. I don't know. This is going to go down as one of the great boxing movies by any stretch of the imagination. But you know, it's for what it is and documenting the time with which that it's done. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, I think so too. It's pretty good. Um, it's buoyed by the performances. Uh, like we said, the, the fights are a little shaky, but effective enough. I, I think what's really missing from the fights, honestly, is, is like a real dramatic tension, mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, there's, there's no believability for me, like in Raging Bull, like in Rocky, like in Creed, or even in The Fighter, right? That Durand is, is actually going to get the shit kicked out of him. Right. And I feel like you need to have that. Um, but Duran, the, the way they build him up in the film, is this like one knockout punch guy, right? Mm-hmm. So anytime he's even like even when he's getting beaten on, you're just like, oh, he's gonna fucking wail on this motherfucker in a minute. Yeah, uh, I will say this: big surprise though uh, was really Usher. Usher put in a really good performance. I mean, very much in the kind of vein of what Sugar Ray does. And I, I loved his kind of moves in the rings and, ring and everything. Had that very, you know, kind of proper vibe and everything. It worked for me. Yeah, it was good. 
So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a recommendation. I mean, I don't think anyone needs to rush out and see it by any stretch of the imagination. Chances are it probably won't be in theaters long, having made you know the money that it sure. made this week. Right. But, uh, yeah, man, if it hits on Netflix or something, it's not a bad rainy Sunday movie. You know? Yeah, no, not at all. All right, well, let's get into numero dos here, everybody. This is going to be an interesting conversation. Here is a trailer for Don't Breathe. Your lips look sore. That's how you're making your cash out there? <laughs> what do you say you and I move away from mom together? It's a promise. You're leaving? Yeah, as soon as I have the money. When are you coming back? Never. Yo. I got our ticket out of here. Rumor is this guy is sitting on at least 300K. Boom! That's your guy. Wait, is he blind? We messed up to rob a blind guy, isn't it? Just because he's blind don't mean he's insane, bro. Guys, money's probably in there. there stay right there how many of you are there it's just me man all right just let me go please okay i swear to god That was a trailer for Don't Breathe, our last new release review of this week, IMDb Plotline. A group of friends break into the house of a wealthy blind man thinking uh, thinking they'll get away with the perfect heist. They're very wrong. This is uh, written and directed by uh, Freddie Alvarez, or Fede Alvarez, excuse me, uh, starring Stephen Lang, Jane Levy, Dylan Minnette, uh, Daniel Zavato, and uh, more. Um, so this was numero uno at the box office I, here. I, was it like 26 million, something like that? Yeah, 26 yeah. million. I mean, which, which, is is, that, which is actually really good because, you know, this is the, the, uh, post summer that everybody's back in fucking school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so tough, tough to get people out there and everything, just kind of getting back into the, the swing of everything. Um, so yeah, man. And this thing is like at what, like 86% on Rotten Tomatoes with critics. I mean, this thing is yes. rated fresh again, something very, very strange for a, uh, kind of a horror genre film here. Yes. And, um, it's, uh, and about the exact same thing for, uh, audience members too. So it's not like it's a highfalutin art thing that the critics like and the, and the people don't get. I mean, it's pretty equal levels there, which is, you know, fairly rare. 
that something like that happens, especially for genre films. Uh-huh. Uh, not to mention, make twenty six million at the box office in kind of a sort of a slumpy sort of uh, time of year that we normally are in. Um, so, so Fetty Alvarez did the uh, the Evil Dead movie, the Re- Evil Dead remake, the remake, yes, uh, not too long ago, uh, which I think you enjoyed a whole bunch. I thought was fair to Midland. Yeah, I think I think that movie's great, actually. Yeah. Um, and so uh, this is, I, and I'd forgotten that he had done that because I'd kind of wi- wildly forgotten that movie just because it did it just didn't light a fire for me. Uh, so I was just like, oh, it's it's the guy who did who did that movie. Okay, fair enough. And now I stopped watching the trailer for this early. Uh, uh-huh. So whenever, because yeah. this was this is a wild, wild, wildly shown trailer, and you know when I kind of figured out the plot of stuff and everything, and I was like, oh, here's what's gonna go on. Whenever it came on, I closed my eyes and only listened to the audio that was going in there. Uh, so this trailer was very much like my experience watching <laughs> the trailer for me, uh, right. because I wouldn't watch this stuff because I didn't want to see what was going on here because I, you know, so many of these things are fucking ruined by trailers. So I'm just I'm like, okay, I'll just listen. And, and I'm kind of glad that I did, but, um, so I didn't know a whole lot going in other than, hey, there's this guy who supposedly has this money, these kids are going to go in and break it to try to, you know, make a better life for themselves or whatnot. So, I didn't know too awful much going in other than that. Uh, but Matt, what, what was your kind of overall thoughts of this? After seeing it? Yeah, well, yeah, okay. That it fucking rocks? <laughs> okay. That's my overall thoughts. Is that too that too obtuse? Well, but you know, for our audience. Well, okay, it, do, it doesn't go in depth enough. Well, that's it, everybody. Thanks for joining us this week. Uh, we <laughs> no, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say like this movie is masterfully directed. Mm-hmm. It is a fucking tour de force of nail biting, edge of your seat shit. It's really good in that regard. That's my overall thought. Okay. Um, I'm going to guess you hated it. I didn't hate it. I just think it's okay. Uh-huh. I, I wasn't blown away by it. Um, do you hate good movies? Is this what <laughs> you're, is this your confession right now? Yeah, I, I hate good things. The good things in life are, never happened to me, so uh-huh. I wish them all bad upon everyone else. <laughs> Fuck them all. A pox on all your fucking movie houses. So here's the thing, man. Um, We don't usually go into tons of spoilers on this show. But I almost feel that we kind of have to to talk about this movie. Well, we can't talk it. So uh, if you haven't seen the movie, uh, just I guess uh, go see it. So split is what I'm going to say, and uh, Adam will say probably don't go see it. No, no, no. Here's the thing. (laughs) I'll say no, no, no. See, here's where we here's where we differ. I will say Uh people should probably go to see it because I'll be honest with you. I think the majority of people probably will like this movie. Uh So and, and and I think it and honestly, I think it's worth seeing. That doesn't mean I don't, I mean, just because I don't think it's necessarily, you know, fantastic doesn't mean I don't think people should go see it. I think people should see it, and I think the majority of people out there will probably enjoy it. I just was lukewarm. I, I liked a lot of the idea. I liked a lot of the, uh, a, a good amount of the execution and stuff, but there's, the ship has far too many holes for my taste. So from here on out, we're gonna we're gonna kind of spoil everything that happens in this movie, uh, because you kind of have to to sort of get to the nuts and bolts of this thing. So, spoiler warning from here on out. Um, so it has holes. Yeah, mostly in, in in the construction. Like, so when you build a ship, if you build it with holes inside of it, that thing's not gonna float too well. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. So, uh, yeah, 
What's a what are what is what doesn't add up here? Well, numero uno is uh-huh. that they're going into this thing that so you know uh, a homeboy, uh, and I say homeboy because he is kind of the uh, the the white black kid in the group who's just super street and uh, Kevin right. Federline Jr. If you will, <laughs> so uh, he's just like, hey man, I got this tip from who knows how. Uh, well, it's from the guy he was selling the stuff to earlier. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the guy in the van. But never. Oh, there you go. One hole filled. That's Next not. Hole. That's that's Next not. Next hole. That's, that's not Next the. Next hole. That's not the hole, motherfucker. <laughs> Hold on, KG. I'm KB in you right. Let now. me get to the hole. <laughs> Let me get J- to. Th- I'm JB in you, KG. He says. The- uh, Next hole. <laughs> All right. The, right. the next hole is the butt. No. Um, so uh-huh. the next part. So basically, that's not the, that's not where my problem is. My problem lies in the fact that you know we go to the house and and they're kind of scoping it out to see what it is. The guy hasn't left in a couple days. He's apparently a shut in. Uh huh. And this guy is sitting on at least three hundred thousand dollars as you've heard in the trailer. Because yeah, apparently, it's a lot more than that. Yeah, we find out it's it's a bit more. Uh. So. Basically, it, it happened that uh, we, we find out that the guy's uh, daughter had been killed by like a wayward driver, and apparently he's come into a large sum of money. Yeah. And um, for some reason, they know for sure it's in the house. How the fuck do they know that the money is in the house? How because in God's green said. earth? Because the tip said. Lottie fucking duh. That's yeah, the, but, but here, here's the thing. How, how, who, know, who knows this? How fucking would they know this? I don't know. Fucking people whose job it is to to lift shit for a living, it's, man. It's not. Here's the here's the thing. It's not my problem. Like my problem isn't that the money's there. That's uh-huh. not my problem. My problem is is you didn't give me a good reason it was there because there's no logical real reason that it should be there. Because All you have the to guy do is who's supposed to know, right? They have a, so the the guy you're talking about has a relationship with a dude who pays them money based on what they steal from houses, based on tips that he gets about what's in them and what he wants to buy from them Mm -hmm. or get a cut of. Right. So if you have a longstanding relationship with someone like that and he says, hey, I've got this tip, you're going to question it? After a lucrative deal, like like you've been doing this for a long time, I'm not saying these people should question it or anything, or maybe they should. All I want is one goddamn line that tells me why they know it's in there. Just one line. Because they were told. Why would he keep it there, though? It doesn't make any sense. Because he, because I don't fucking know. Who cares? People do stupid shit all the time. I know they do. Fucking kidding me? I know they do. I just want just just literally a one line. People literally still put fucking money under their fucking mattress, man. I know. Just then, then throw in a line that just goes, "He's paranoid about banks." That's that's all you need. Yeah, but why would he go to banks? Right? He's he's secluding himself for a reason. We fucking find out later. Well, then then just. I don't know. Just crib it. Just crib it somehow. All I need is like half a line because the whole time I'm going, how do they know this is in the house? Just because bis- they know. Th- but they've they don't. Told- but they've been told that they don't really know yeah, but, that. But There's like, no real reason. Okay, okay. So if if you're ever watching a fucking heist movie, right? Which is mm-hmm. what this is, yeah. right? If you're watching a heist movie, let's fucking Danny Ocean, All right? right? And Ocean's Eleven says, we're going to go into the fucking vault in the casino. Mm-hmm. And we're going to steal all this fucking money because it's in the casino vault. Mm-hmm. How does Danny Ocean know the fucking money's there and that's why he's going to go in there? That day, that specific fucking day. He's got, look, there's more There's more intel there than there is in this movie. I'll say. No, 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 no. 
There's not. Well, that's also a you're place a, where they keep money. Yeah, okay, but you're assuming that there's more intel there. Perhaps. Other than but here's the Danny thing. Ocean knows a fucking dude who says this is the day this fucking that's, happens. That's which fair is enough. what we know but there's a vault. the Ocean's Eleven movie. But there's a vault in there that, whose job is exclusively to hold money. This right, guy right, has right, a but house. You're looking at it the reverse way, man. What I'm telling you is the reason he knows the money is going to be in the vault that day is because the guy tells him, his guy tells him the money's going to be in the fucking vault that day. Mm -hmm. Just like in this movie, Gangbanger Bro, his guy tells him this guy has it in there. It's the same logic. But, but what you're saying is Danny Ocean makes fucking sense, and this one doesn't make because sense. It's the exact same thing. It's because the exact one is, same relationship. One, one has it's a the exact same plot. The exact same fucking thing. One has a specific reason that it's there the, to hold money. One and is this another one has man. one too. The guy doesn't fucking trust banks. You I, don't learn I, that, you, but Jesus Christ, infer, it's inference. You don't have to be told every fucking. All right. Thing, Adam. Well, let's let's say that's fine. Let's go to the next thing. Next thing. I'm done with that hole because I can't fucking believe you right now. All right, fair enough. So the next and, one. And let's like, go to the next. So one. let's say I go past that one. Let's Woo. let's let's say that's a thing that we can get past. These. Well, I hope this one's bigger than the fucking pinhole I just filled up. Well, fair enough. I, well, here's the thing. Here's not a hole. Here's a problem with the movie. These characters are paper fucking thin. That's not a problem. You think that's a problem. I'm saying it's not a problem. This is a disagreement we're going to have. Mm. Okay. This is where I'm coming from. This movie exists for one fucking reason. Tension. Tension and tension. Mm -hmm. That's it. And they do a decent enough job at that. The characters don't have to be anything more than that. This is what this is how genre works, man. This is how formula works. It's how it does, but it, I don't think it has to be that way. That's my, it that's my problem. It doesn't have to be, but that's what this movie fucking does. And I think you have to accept that on its terms in order for it to like work for you. And you came in, it sounds like, and said, like, this doesn't work for me on its own terms because it's not what I wanted it to no, be. No, 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 no. But that's not how genres work. They work how they fucking are. And then that's either for you or it's not. Here's but that doesn't mean that it's not working within the parameters of, of generic expectation here i think you think i hate this movie and i don't i think that you're it's just picking, i just think that you're picking apart things that aren't there to be picked apart because they don't matter like like i mean it's the, a, i felt the, the same way with the evil the dead movie is, though it doesn't even matter if they ever got the fucking money okay if the, if the money never showed up if the money turned out to be bad fucking intel it doesn't matter it's and a it, fucking MacGuffin. And it would have been. It's a it, fucking Fugazi. It doesn't fucking matter. And it would have been great if it would have been. That, I mean, that would have almost been even better if, like, all of a sudden he, like, guess what? He does trust banks and it's all in a Roth IRA or some fucking shit. But I don't know that it would because it doesn't matter whether the money's there or not. Ultimately, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? It doesn't. So, so like, figuring out how they know or any, like, that's bullshit, I think. I think it just doesn't matter. May I, and and that's the problem. That's that's the problem. It doesn't matter. I think that's at least my it problem with it. Is to that it's, them, right? That's all you have to believe is that it matters to them that they believe okay, the money is in there. Why do they really need it? Because like her mom, they got to get the fuck out of town. That's all you need to know. Because it is a, it is a like very she, straightforward plot. I don't understand the problem you have with like just the that's plot. The, that's the problem. It's too. It's it's 
it's paint by numbers for children. It felt like this was just written for dumb people. Just go, hey, here's the reason why, and shut up. Because well, except except that's that's not what it was. Because if it was that, it would have answered every fucking question you've brought up so far, including dropping. In, in quotes from you, even a single line explaining why they know the money is there. That's what fucking paint by numbers for children is, is explaining every single fucking thing in detail to the point that you have no, no, I'm not, no, see, no I'm way be, to think. No, That's I'm not, the difference. I'm not asking you to spell everything out for me. But I'm you just also ask, are, because but, you just said that. But I'm asking you to have a little bit of semblance and care about the story that you're telling, other than like, I, I but think. the story they're telling is not the fucking money or why it's there. Or why they fucking want it. The story is they want money, period. Right. Money is in house, period. Mm -hmm. They get trapped in fucking house trying to steal money. That's the story. Right. Period. End of discussion. There's nothing else to get. I They could fucking tell me nothing else because it does exactly what it needs to do, which is set up that narrative drive to just get us the fuck in and hope to God we get the fuck out. And that's what the movie does, and I think it does it immaculately. Maybe, but here's the thing. I don't care about anybody in this fucking movie. Every single person, uh, you know, we, we've got, he's literally called a blind man. The blind man, every single, you know, every crook in this movie, everyone's a piece of shit. I don't yeah, give a fuck about... you don't have to care about, about anybody, though. But I don't, I'm, not, I'm not rooting for anybody. I'm not even wanting anyone to get killed. Like it's it's neither nor. I'm just like, well, they're they're horrible. He's horrible. Ugh. Everyone's horrible. I don't give a fuck about the outcome of this thing because I because no one's given me a reason to care about anything. Do you care about like the guy's enjoyment of a roller coaster in front of you when you're on a roller coaster? I hope everyone has fun. I hope I no, have no, no, fun. But but like, does it ruin your enjoyment of a roller coaster you really like to know that like you don't care? That the person no, also I writing the no, actually, coaster. I told believe it or not, I told a story on HMP this week about that that it wasn't a roller coaster, but it was a ride where my brother and I were having a fun time, and the people behind us were not, and we uh -huh. didn't know that till the end when we saw the picture at the end when me and him were like shooting the guns on the Men in Black ride, laughing our asses off, and the people looked like it was a hostage situation behind us. It didn't uh -huh. ruin the thing, but at the same time, it did kind of like it did make us question what the fuck is wrong with these people. Yeah, that's where I am with you right now, man. No, I get it. I listen. That's I'm not, where I am. I'm not saying. I'm just, I'm just like, <laughs> this is this is a ride that we're on, and you're just back there, like, 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 hold up, like. Maybe I just wish it were okay. Trying to work your in, way in around the, things that don't exist in the in the ride scenario, in the in the, in uh -huh. the ride kind of analogy that we're looking at here. I just wish the ride. I mean, like, I had a, a good enough time on the ride. I wish I would have had a more fun time on the ride. That's all. I just felt like maybe I went into the ride thinking, oh, it's going to be like this, or or at least what it was trying to uh -huh. show me that it was like. Let's put uh -huh. it that way. It's not expectations because I didn't fucking watch the trailer. Outside right. of the first like 45 seconds, I didn't watch the trailer. So it's not like I'm expecting something, but it felt like it was trying to give me something, but didn't. Hmm. It says, hey, here's what we're going to do, and here's the kind of logic and everything that we place out for you, and none of it fucking makes sense. Here are these paper-thin characters that you don't give a shit about. Here's, like, this, everyone's a horrible fucking garbage monster, uh -huh. and I just don't give a fuck about any of it. Like, That's I don't... Not, you know what that sounds like? <laughs> what? It sounds like a perfect fucking horror movie. Maybe. I and mean, here's the thing, but like, here's the thing. Like, I, I watch a Friday the 13th movie. Like, mm -hmm. I want Jason to kill people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
or or like I watch I watch a Nightmare on Elm Street. I right. want now I, I enjoy watching the Freddy kills, but I also want to see the kids also get, get, get you know be safe, right? Yeah, but 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 those movies have different functional engines that drive them, right? Like, and that's what I'm saying. This has zero engine in it. No, it has a different engine. The engine of a slasher film is all uh, body count, body count, body count. Final person confronts them, kills the monster. The engine is how many fucking people and in what ways they die period that's the engine of a slasher right that's where all the narrative tension is if there's any and most of the time there's not because if you're watching friday the 13th part four let's say uh you know everybody except that one girl who was in part three is going to fucking die Mm -hmm. right um this engine operates completely differently it's not about the body count it is about the situations within which these people find themselves while trapped in this house with a psychotic person. And those are decent. And but, and, and, but and I have a fun enough time. Is, and, right? and if that's what they... Hey, hey, look, I'll say this. If that's what he set out to do, fucking bravo, then you did your job. It's not what I would have preferred it to... Like, I wish that... It felt, me, it felt lacking to me. That's all. I'm not going to sit here and tell the, tell the film that, like, this is what you should be, but I felt that it was missing elements that, it, that could have made it even better because again uh, i'm not saying I think it's perfect i'm not saying that i hate this movie because i don't hate it i had a good time uh-huh. i just felt like it was missed like the whole puzzle was just like hey look we got this 300 piece puzzle here and boy it looks really awesome sad part is is we're missing like 15 pieces just out of a 300 thing but I like it's lo- almost there it but like, it's just uh, missing a couple of tiny little pieces that would make it complete and whole yeah, I think, uh, like, I would look at it uh, differently, that all the pieces were there, and then perhaps what you're saying is there are pieces left over that you don't know what the fuck to do with. Maybe. You're just like, why is this extra Lego just <laughs> sitting here? I've got all the fucking Legos on the castle. Right. There's no more place to put a Lego, but I've got an extra Lego over here. Yeah, and they threw those Legos out in the fucking garbage, and I'm just like, but that's you could put that someplace. God damn it. <laughs> but it was not needed. Is my point? Maybe right? it was not needed. It, I felt, I felt, I felt it could have used it. That's all. Right. Like again, I, I, again, I, again. <laughs> I think you think I hated this movie, and I really didn't. I thought it was done. I thought it was I handled pretty well. Movie. No, it's, I, not, it, it's not that I think <laughs> you think. I think you do hate it. No, no. Like I just. I really like. I really. I think you're not being honest with us. I listen. I just. <laughs> uh, well, I know. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Uh-huh. Yeah, now let's get to it. I wanted to this. like it more, I think. That I think that's where my real problem is. It's just like I liked I it. A, I have a solution for it. I you. liked it. I wish I would have liked it more. Usually works with me in this. And scenario. I may like it more this upon second viewing yeah, because I is, know what I'm going to get. This is what get. I'm saying. It usually works for me when that's the case. Uh, watch it again. I, and I and I will. When this comes out on video, I'll definitely watch it again. I absolutely will. I mean, because there are films like that where like I don't know what's kind of like uh Cabin Fever was like that. The first time I saw Kevin Fear, I'm like, this piece of fucking shit. This is horrible. And then when I watched it through a different lens, I was like, oh, this is that's not what this movie was at all. And I like I'll, I'll be the first person to admit, like movies that I don't like, I will, you know, if I think that there's something in there that I might like, I'll go back and rewatch. I'm not I'm not one of those people like I'm one and done, go fuck that movie, right? Like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, when I saw that uh, the remake, 
uh, in like 03. When I saw that in the theater, I fucking hated it. I thought I was like, this this thing's a piece of shit. And I waited probably mm, four years and then I watched it again. And I was like, I was like, you know what? Maybe I was in a weird kind of funky mood. I'll watch this again just to see if 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 what I, you know, watched was what I watched. I watched it again, and yeah, I it was the same fucking movie that I did not like the first time. So, you know. I I'm, I have the ability to go back and change my mind or keep it the same, dependent upon. But especially when I'm kind of very wishy-washy on stuff, I'll go back and watch it again. Uh, again, I may like it more the second time, but this time I, I liked it well enough. I just wish I liked it more. That's the uh, that's my biggest thing is liked it, wish I liked it more. Uh, I mean, okay. on on a. So what's your what's your verdict? My verdict I really got to go watch this long. My verdict movie. is like go, like here's the thing. I think I think most people will like this. It is it is a good time. It's uh-huh. fun. It is very suspenseful. Uh, uh-huh. It does its job at what it wants to do. I just think that it just could have gone to college for a couple more years and got a de- got a proper degree instead of working you know for McDonald's your entire life, which you know no, you can I, do. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, not going and getting your degree as somebody who has seven. <laughs> and teaches people. You need to you, you need to be on the opposite of this. Go like everyone should go and I, take my class. <laughs> no, no. I I tell like students uh, who who want to like make movies for a living. Oh, you like, don't want like to be there. Work in the industry. Get out. What I tell them is like, like, go work on a movie set, and then if you feel like you need something, go to tech school. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll, I'll hundred percent so, back you on that. Any, in <laughs> As any someone case, who's in large film school movie, debt. <laughs> yeah. Well, like anyway, my verdict on this movie, I said right up front, it fucking rocks. And that's it. All right. Fair enough. Uh, I'm gonna like hardcore endorse this movie. Go see it. It's fucking good, man. That's it. That's that's the whole thing. The whole shebang. We yelled. We cried. We came together at the end. We had a whole narrative arc. You know, these things happen from time to time. We had a whole Noah's Ark. We had a whole Noah's Ark of everything. We all went in two by two. (laughs) Well, and we lost. (laughs) You know, sometimes these things happen. Uh, Uh, So next week, here's the thing, man. So with Dragon Con this week, I don't know what the fuck is going to (laughs) happen. I, I think what I, I think what's coming around the bend, if I may be so bold, bend. is uh, we'll probably release some content next week, but God knows what in the fuck that will be, uh, and and it probably won't be a lot of the new releases coming out. No, though, and, I- and and we'll try to do a makeup like we sometimes do. Yeah, from time to time it happens. Uh, now I don't know. Is Clown opening up? I think that was doing like it's like a little fathom thingy like this weekend. Am I wrong? Is it? I could be wrong. I, did, I didn't see it anywhere. I know that it, it opened uh, back a, a couple months ago. It was actually like sort of released. That movie. I, I don't know. Let me uh, take a quick gander here. But uh, but I will say like uh, what what we have coming up uh, is a fucking weird ass movie with uh, Michael Fassbender in it, The Light Between Oceans. Also Alicia Vikander. Well, I tell you what, man, she's striking while the iron's hot, man. I can't blame her, and I, and I like her and stuff, so I can't say, you know, I'm not, I'm not yelling boo uh, with that. <laughs> we got Morgan, which uh, I feel like I've seen that movie already. Well, that's another one where halfway through the trailer, I stop, I like close my eyes, I'm like, I'm not watching the rest of this because I feel like it's going to tell me everything I need to know. Uh huh. So I've like, you know, I've, but, I've really gotten. Check real- out this shit that's playing here. If you're in dra- if you're in town for Dragon Con, mm-hmm. right? Uh, by some weird thing. Here are some things you might be interested in. Friday, 9.45 p.m., 
across town at the AMC North DeKalb, which is the theater I go to, mm-hmm. the Final Fantasy 15 movie is playing. Why? I don't on know why, Earth? but it's playing. Right? <laughs> uh, oh, man. Another thing. What a smelly that event that would be. That might be interested in. Also, same theater, AMC North DeKalb 16. Mm-hmm. Okay. One show a day at 1.50 p.m., <laughs> but it is showing. <laughs> Kickboxer Vengeance. What? Yeah. It's get, it's coming out. It's Weird. The, theaters-wise, right? Uh, here, here's the other things, okay? If you're in town for Dragon Con uh-huh. or for whatever reason, whatever reason. Whatever okay? they got. Uh, you, can, you can also go and see uh, other fucking movies. <laughs> Good. Friday, Friday night at midnight. Good. By the way, every every fucking week uh, here in Atlanta at the Plaza Theater, the the last truly independent cinema in in town, like independently owned, not mm-hmm. part of a company. Yeah. Right. Uh, every Friday midnight, Rocky Horror Picture Show. We got one that kind of does that. They're 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 part part of a smaller chain, but they don't do it every week. They do it like maybe once a month, but you know they do this every week, and it's the same group uh, that's been like the same fan club that's been putting same whack thirty five years. Yeah, that sounds about right. Lips down on Dixie. It's <laughs> a good name. It is a good name. It's a good name. Can't, uh-huh. can't, can't front him that. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, so you'll get something next week. Uh, follow us on all social, social media and everything because we're going to be posting pictures and videos. We'll do some Periscope stuff. It's going to be a little bit of everything this weekend. So, uh, you know, keep an eye out, man. Keep an eye out. Lots of that stuff. And uh, that's it. So uh, you'll get something next week. What it is, who the fuck knows? But, uh, you know, you'll be there. I'll be there. We'll all be there. And uh, we'll talk to you then. Bye, everybody. Laters. She got down, but she never got touch. She's gonna make it. Son of a bitch, I thought that was going to be like the album version that was like the long one that would at least give me that. Otherwise, I wouldn't have let it have that fucking lead up. Nah, fuck it. It's better this way. Whatever. We're done. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, I thought there's probably, there's like, I was like, I know the album version of this. There's like another two minutes. We'll let people kind of jam out to the little psychedelic man for man. Then we'll move on, you know? You know, I'm really glad that uh, my Netflix uh, subscriber rate went up to $9.99 so that they could, uh, Put out a goddamn Foxworthy Larry the Cable Guy special. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, between that and the fucking exclusive Adam Sandler movie deal going on, oh. I'm really fucking happy I pay that money to <sighs> Can't be much better, man. I, hey, look, you're gonna get ne- you're gonna get Luke Cage at the end of next month, so you know, it's only thirty days away. That's true. Also, this God, uh, looks new, this good. new flick uh, just came out on there from last year starring Do you remember that first short on the very first VHS? Mm, uh, film vaguely uh, about the like uh, monster girl that I, I like you girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the uh, what the fuck succubus that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's in a film on Netflix now uh, called Darling that looks pretty good. Okay, I'm gonna check that out at some point. Oh, no. So you know, I got that to look on there. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Turn it to Bill Murray there for a second. <laughs> Uh, oh, you know, so I got that. I'll watch that on Netflix. So I got that going for me. <laughs> yeah, I got that. I got that thing. 
All right. Well, we've gone on long enough. We'll. Uh, yeah, wait, I gotta go watch. We'll see you guys thing. at Dragon Con. Way down east, bros. Word. Later.